This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our two guests for Friday. It's Oanda Senior Market Analyst Craig Earlham in London and Trader Nick in the United States. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Hey, Johnny. Of course, it's uh, non-farm payroll day in the United States, and uh, U.S. job growth has slowed more than expected, and the unemployment rate has risen to an almost two-year high as well. So um, these figures, Nick, how have markets reacted? Well, uh, this NFP report is especially interesting coming off of pretty much everything that we've seen this week from the Fed. Some are saying that uh, Jerome Powell sounded pretty dovish compared to his usual uh, hawkish narrative. And so when we get that combined with a soft jobs number this week, which many, many investors we're looking for to get some of that risk on sentiment. Um, it's still one of those things right now where uh, bad news is good news in the stock world uh, for to some degree because of the idea that a cooling labor market and notably we saw a smash hit across the board in terms of labor market cooling. Uh, we can run through those real quick. You have the average hourly earnings, which came out at 0.2% month over month compared to 0.3%, which was expected. That's a huge win by itself because I like to think of the average hourly earnings as uh, a, an inflation measurement in some ways, right? Wage growth is telling as to whether or not uh, jobs are being, if, if wages are being raised at a rapid pace, that is inflationary by its very nature. At the same time, we came in at 150,000 jobs created. This wasn't too far off uh, from what was expected. Uh, it was lower, and, and lower in this case is actually good because it appeases the Fed's kind of goal of getting that inflation under control. And as we know, uh, job statistics, jobs being created, wage growth, all of those things are a major contributor to inflation and, and price raises. So you combine those two things, and then finally you see unemployment tick up to 3.9% from the previous 3.8%. All of those things, you tack that on to a Fed that sounded a little bit more timid than usual. And I think you know, despite Jerome Powell's attempt to sound still hawkish, still back pocket, we could raise rates kind of thing. I think the market sniffed out pretty quick that we're looking at uh, effective cooling and that some of that rate hiking cycle that we've just seen over the last year and a half or so is starting to come to fruition. We're starting to see the lag effects show up. And I think that, you know, if you look at last jobs numbers, sure, it was hot, but you look at the graph over the last few uh, months, and we're still on this nice overall downtrend in terms of job creation, which sounds a little bit weird on the surface, but it is what the Fed needs to see. The idea of a soft landing, in my opinion, is not out of the window with this, this latest round of data. So again, I think you, in some ways, are seeing this massive optimism. Just before stepping on the podcast, we pointed out the VIX, went this, this past several days, went from a high of about 23 down to 15.19 at the time of recording this. That is a very, very uh, precipitous drop. And that's alongside, of course, an S&P 500 that's seen a jump in relief. You've got the dollar story kind of breaking down here with a, with a drop out of bed from uh, you know the dollar index trading up in the 107s earlier this week, now sitting at 105. So I think overall you're seeing a big change of energy in terms of risk sentiment right now. And I don't know, Craig, do you think that this is 
potentially a turnaround point. I mean, several markets signaling some possible turns. You've got the bond market, you've got the dollar dropping out, uh, and, and some stock indices collecting some interest as we potentially shape up for end of the year rally. I don't know, that's, that's where I'm kind of at, but I'd love to get your thoughts. What do you think? There's so many things I'm thinking about right now, to be quite honest. It has been, I mean, the VIX is very deceiving. It's been an incredibly interesting second half of the week. Yeah, the VIX would tell you another story. Uh, Stock markets, basically, since the Fed uh, made its announcement and Powell spoke, have just been on a real positive upward trajectory. Now, there's two things that kind of spring to mind here, and they're very conflicting. One is that, has anything fundamentally changed? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I think what the Fed said we knew about, it was kind of baked in, uh, regardless of how the markets reacted. The jobs report today is a really good one, but we need a good three. We need a good five. We don't need a good one. This could easily be a bump in the road. Uh, so uh, I, I, I just don't think it's a game changer, but the markets are behaving like it is. So trying to trying to pair those two things together uh, is hard because, you know, the technical analyst in me is saying, well, ignore what you think you know just look at what the markets are telling you the fundamentalist in me is saying but this just doesn't make sense and if something doesn't make sense it's hard to wrap your head around so i think there's conflicting indicators between what the markets are telling us on a chart and what the fundamentals are telling us and it's going to be really interesting over the next week or two to see how that plays out I do think we need to see a lot more indicators that we are moving in the right direction. Thankfully, we've still got two inflation reports and another jobs report before the next Fed meeting. So the Fed's got a lot of time to collect a lot more data before it makes its decision. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not going to raise rates again. I think it's done. Uh, but it's going it's about, to. it's about when it declares victory because that gives us a sense about when it will then start cutting rates. Because I'm still convinced it's going to be the middle of next year. I don't believe this kind of high for long rhetoric in the way that they're trying to sell it. And I certainly don't believe we're going to get another interest rate hike. But the market response today has been really interesting. As you say, we've seen another strong day of equity market gains. I think that's the fourth or fifth day in a row that we've seen gains now, but three particularly good days. Uh, the dollar's off more than 1%. Uh, gold breached $2,000 for the th- third, fourth day in six. I mean, uh, it came back again, which so uh, I think there's a lot of lost steam. I think maybe we're seeing it run on fumes. It's taken all the good news this week, and maybe if it's not breached 2000 what does that mean? Does that mean it's running on fumes, or is, is it going to keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing um, as it has this week? I think it's going to be a really interesting one to follow. But... So the market moves have definitely been big, and I, I understand why today's jobs report is so good. I mean, everything that you've touched on is true, but you can also throw into that as well with the NFP. If you take the revisions into play, the revisions from the last few reports, that took another 101,000 jobs off. So there was, I think there was a 60, uh, uh, something like, I think it was a 39,000 revision to last month's reading. And then with the couple of months before that, it totaled to 101,000 jobs that we previously thought had been created, but haven't. So that creates uh, that extra slight weakness in the in the jobs market compared to previous expectations um, you mentioned wages and that's a really good point 0.2 percent is far more consistent if we get it every month with uh, with uh, wage growth that is consistent with the two percent inflation target so that's really important but not just that we've now had two out of three months in a row uh, with wages at 0.2 percent and the other one was 0.3 which was revised up from 0.2 so we're now getting to a point when we're seeing con- uh, when we've seen three months of really promising wage growth that could be consistent with inflation returning to target and that takes us back to the overall inflation figure as well because 
if you look at where we've got inflation now, core goods is we're seeing disinflation, if not deflation. Uh, if we look at energy, we've got deflation. If we look at um, it, 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 other areas of the economy as well, we've got we've got much slower inflation. The area that the Fed's most concerned about right now is the part that they call core services x rents. In other words, services inflation. Well, what makes up a big bulk of services inflation? That's wages. So if wages are now coming rising at a more moderate rate going into the end of the year you would expect that to have a knock-on effect for services inflation which is when the fed can declare victory that's the only thing that's stopping the fed declaring victory now and i can see a lot in this report if it can be repeated that could see us very close to the point of that happening so craig i want to throw you a question to respond to that because i was listening to your points there and you mentioned briefly there the fundamentalist and you have still got some questions on the table. And I, I want to ask about that because right now, as you mentioned, there's a lot of risk appetite that, that jumped massively. Like, for example, another market that has had no relief is the Russell. You take a look at the, the ticker symbol IWM. It's up actually more so than the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 this week. So it seems like for the first time, this isn't just another little um, relief bump, but perhaps the start of a bigger trend higher. That would be my bias, my opinion. Uh, but I would like to, I, I know it's a hard day to do it because it's hard to kind of go against the rye when it's a big up day. But what things are concerning still about this rally? And and do you think, you know, from a fundamental, sure, technically, like like we can all say, the chart's up, it's a big pop on the up uh, on day. What's fundamentally concerning about this? Uh, and I'm just curious what you think kind of stands in the way of this potentially continuing. Well, to be honest, I just think we need to see more data. Now, I said I'm conflicted between the technicals and the fundamentals, but I think I can, I'm actually conflicted on the fundamentals as well because uh, I, I basically contradicted myself. I started this by saying nothing has fundamentally changed and then ended it by saying we've said three months of really positive wages, which could ultimately lead to lower services inflation, which could lead to lower inflation and the Fed declaring victory. So from that perspective, actually, we, the, that is probably a, the, the most significant fundamental shift that we've seen on the back of the Fed's less hawkish commentary that you touched on earlier on Wednesday so perhaps I'm not giving enough credit to what I'm saying there with that could potentially be very significant but I guess the going back to my initial point which is the thing that could hold it back is there's just not been the consistency in the data we, we haven't been able to reliably say we're going to see a weak jobs report and I, I just don't think we've had that yet um, especially on the labour market figures on the NFP and there's other areas where we're seeing inconsistency still in the data as well I think there are signs that something could be brewing but we just don't have the the full there just isn't the full confidence there. But what we've always said, um, we've said this on the podcast a lot. Uh, equity market investors are are eternal optimists, and maybe what we're seeing now is them saying we've seen enough. We've seen enough to view that there's opportunity now in the market. We've seen enough to get uh, to get these to get, to get the ball rolling again because it's been pretty depressed a uh, few months for for equity markets. And maybe this is equity investors saying, Do you know what? I've now seen enough. I don't need to wait for more evidence. Hopefully, the evidence is now going to back us up. Hopefully, the evidence is going to tell us everything we need to know. And what we've seen now is enough evidence that this is the bottom and that there's reason for optimism now. And yes, there could be setbacks. And yes, we could be proven wrong. And yes, this could look silly. Investors don't often wait for that confirmation. We've seen that so many times in the past. They act on instinct. They may act on belief and uh, and timing is everything. So maybe what we're seeing now is exactly what I've just said and why I'm so conflicted. Because again, there's the fundamentalist in me that says we need to see more. But then, uh, as I said earlier, I think there are 
really positive and promising signs that we're about to see more. So maybe that's where this kind of positivity comes from. Maybe that's why we've seen the pop in the Russell too, and not just the major indices and the big, the big five stocks. And um, maybe that's why the, this does have some potential uh, to to move on from here. But let's not be in any doubt that if we see if the next big economic indicator is a is a big inflationary number or is is a really powerful jobs number or something like that, then I think there's every chance we see these markets take a hit. Craig, can I ask you, as far as this side of the Atlantic goes, obviously on Thursday we heard from the Bank of England, same decision as the Fed, with a pause in rates. And it's been interesting to watch a reaction from analysts over the last couple of days here in the UK. Some are suggesting that we won't see a cut in rates until 2025, but others, I note, say it will come in 2024. Why the difference of opinion? I mean, I'm not surprised that there's different views about when uh, the Bank of England is going to cut interest rates. We've got to remember these are incredibly uncertain times, and the UK more than most has had very stubborn high levels of inflation throughout that time. People have been expecting the economy to fall off a cliff uh, for a long time, and it hasn't happened. So I understand why people are not so optimistic on that front. I very much fall into the 2024 camp, I think. I think we could even be looking at the middle of 2024 because I'm not that optimistic on the economy. I'm not that optimistic on the economy's ability to withstand such high levels of interest rates for a sustained period of time. I think we're already seeing signs uh, of that being the case. Add into that the fact that the Bank of England said that it expects inflation to fall considerably in October, which we'll find out in two weeks' time. Uh, They think it was going to fall from 6.7%, they said yesterday, to 4.8%, and that's because of favourable base effects, because this time last year we had the increase in the energy price cap. This time last year we had high fuel prices, we had um, high food prices um, uh, at this point last year as well, all of which have either come down into deflation mode or at least uh, uh, decelerated acceleration and that's going to have a considerable impact on this 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 reading and then it should stay lower and gradually decline then over the following months um so i i i i think there is going to be wide-ranging views and until we start to see the data gravitate towards something more reasonable and more sustainable then i think that's going to be the case and i don't think we're a million miles from there at this stage and uh but Investors have naturally become a bit more pessimistic on interest rates because policymakers reinforced it to such an extent with their higher for longer mantra uh, that, that I think people have become convinced. So that I think that's where the 2025 crowd comes from. Re- recent lived experience combined with policymaker rhetoric would make you think 2025 is more likely. I am just find myself less convinced by what's being said and recent lived experience and I think at some point things have to crack and I think that's what we're going to see. Finally Nick, the latest services PMI numbers came out uh, earlier. What do they tell us? I think what they tell you is in continuation to I guess my previous points that I was trying to make with the idea of a soft landing. We came out with 51.8 compared to the forecast of 53 uh, on the PMI services specifically. So what does this tell us? Well, this is kind of, in some ways, if you take it this way, the cherry on top to the data that we got out of the U.S. this week, because we saw, again, to reiterate, jobs numbers that were okay, a Fed that seemed not too worried to keep going, and then you have some signs in the economic figures that are going against the flow of you know hot everything economic figures. So here's the thing, is you have 
to look at this data and you have to say, oh, well, so is that just meaning that the economy is totally slowing? Well, maybe not totally. It's still 51.8. It's over that 50 threshold. So we're still seeing growth. Yes, this is a miss. Yes, this is lower than expected. But the question is, you know, in terms of if you're if you're trading equities, if you're trading currencies, I think there's a couple different stories there. Because if you're trading equities, again, bad news, good news kind of concept, because this shows that we are seeing some slowdown in economic growth, which is what is almost necessary for the Fed to get what they need to get done, done. On the dollar side, I think that the dollar is in serious jeopardy of losing its spot as sort of that dominant just uptrend that we've been seeing. If you take a look at the daily chart on the dollar index, it's been going up and up and up. And then recently, it's entered into this sideways range. It failed to break out on Jerome Powell's speech. And now it's broken out to the downside with all of the, uh, the NFP jobs numbers, uh, as well as PMI numbers. So overall, I think what you're getting here is perhaps a little bit of optimism for the soft landing effect, some slowdown, while still being able to um, get that inflation figure headed in the right direction. So I think, honestly, this is a week where, following several weeks for risk-on assets where they were just taking losses, this is actually a win, I think, for the risk-on camp and the the soft landing camp. So I think, again, it, it is kind of the cherry on top for the data this week. Very interesting. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Have great weekends, and we'll speak to you again next week. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks a lot. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.